Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode, we talk about the Hawks' disappointing loss to the Miami Heat. Without further ado, let's get into it. What a game. The Hawks came into Miami having beaten the Hornets and snapping their 10-game losing streak. And going into Miami is a tough place to get a victory. The Heat are one of the last few teams that have not lost at home. They're 10-0. And after this game, they're 11-0. The Hawks started super slow. They were down in the first quarter at one point by a score of 10-25. to And to their credit, they really fought back. Um, really on the back of their three-point shooting, the Hawks were able to get back into this game. And they found themselves only down two going into half. And frankly, they shouldn't have even been down two. A defensive breakdown allowed Bam Adebayo, who ended the game having a triple-double, get all the way to the basket in under six seconds to have two points. But the Hawks really fought all the way back and really competed in that first half. They ended the first half with 18 assists. Um, Vince Carter had four three-pointers in the first quarter. And the Hawks really had it rolling on the offensive side of the ball after getting to that really slow start. An interesting stat brought up by Brad Rowland, who is part of the uh, group over at Peachtree Hoops, said that the Hawks had eight threes in the first quarter and still found themselves down, which just shows you that despite the offense being pretty good, the defense was really lackluster, and to give up those first 25 points to the Heat in the first half of the first quarter, I mean, it's it really set the pace for the Heat to look like that they would go out and just really dominate this game, which turned out not to happen. I think the most frustrating part about this game is the Hawks led by six with under a minute to go uh, on a possession that got the game to be under one one minute to go. Trey Young got double teamed at the top um, and dribbled down and found Alex Lynn for a dunk, and that put the Hawks up six, and uh, the Heat called a timeout. I think I haven't had a lot of problems, or really I haven't had any point of contention at all with uh, the way that Coach Pierce has uh, employed any strategy this season. I think he's done a really good job of knowing the rhythm of his team and getting his young guys in there and and him being so even keeled has really been good for this Hawks team. But I thought that he overthought the game a little bit when he subbed Trey out and tried to put an all defensive squad in for the Hawks for that last minute to protect that six point lead. Um, Duncan Robinson, who ended the game having three, three point, 10, three pointers, excuse me. Um, threw the ball in, and inexplicably all the Hawks went away from the inbounder. Uh, Jimmy Butler got the ball back to Duncan Robinson, who hit a three to make it a three-point game. Uh, DeAndre Bembry was part of that all-defensive squad that uh, Pierce had put out there, and instead of calling a timeout and then getting an offensive-minded squad out there for the possession after a made three, he let his defensive team go, and that ended up getting just a Bimbry layup attempt that was blocked. Uh, the Heat came down, had a Jimmy Butler three, and suddenly the game's tied with 20 seconds to go. 
and in less than 20 seconds, the Hawks have blown a six-point lead. It was just super frustrating after the Hawks had fought and really competed and played so well to get that six-point lead in under a minute, and it kind of felt like the one time I think this season that the players were a little bit let down from their coach by their coaching. Um, after the game, Lloyd Pierce said that he probably should have called a timeout, and then he also rightfully so said you know the Hawks can't just get down after blowing a lead like that they still had opportunities to win and he's right the Hawks got a open three-point shot in the corner Uh, DeAndre Hunter who had a really really wonderful game played 40 minutes had 28 points was 5 of 10 from three-point land Um, he did only make one of his four free throws but he just had a really nice game couldn't make the three to to win the game at the end. Um, And then Jimmy Butler missed a shot to win the game in regulation. And once it got to overtime, the Heat not only scored the first five points of overtime, but the Heat went on a uh, 19-0 run from the point when the Hawks were up six, so from the end of regulation into that overtime. And it was just kind of demoralizing, uh, and especially... After watching this team really have games where they struggle and not really have a chance to get a win, to have a game where they really did have an opportunity to get a win, especially in a difficult environment such as the Heat, and for them to really seemingly throw it away or not not really seize that opportunity was extremely frustrating. I think it really took away from a good performance from the team. Um, The Hawks had, I think, about six guys in double figures. They had... DeAndre Hunter, like I said, had 28 points. Parker had 16. Kevin Herter played his full 25-minute allotment. He ended up with 9 points, 3 of 8 from 3-point land. All of his shots came from 3-point land. Um, He ended the game, he is playing a lot of backup point guard, and when Trey goes off the court, Herter is the one to pick up the point guard minutes, and he ended the game with 7 assists. So he's doing a lot... um, outside of just shooting, but I would like him to get some shots inside the three-point line as well, especially attacking the basket. The Hawks ended this game taking 18 free throws. They made 11 out of 18. If they could get that up to like 20 to 25, I think with the guys that they have driving the ball now, that would really help this team out. Um, Making those free throws, not shooting 61% from from the charity stripe would really help, but the Heat also missed seven free throws, so there wasn't a huge disparity at the free throw line or anything like that. The really big difference in this game was the rebounding. The Hawks finished the game with 37 rebounds compared to the uh, Miami Heat's 53, and uh, those 53 rebounds, I mean, Jimmy Butler ended up with 18, Uh, Bam Adebayo had 11, both Butler and Adebayo had triple doubles. Uh, As I said earlier, Duncan Robinson had 10 three-pointers. Kendrick Nunn, haven't even talked about him, and he had quietly had 36 points. It was just not a very uh, good defensive effort, and this Hawks team's not going to be a great defensive team, but for the guy who's already hit eight three-pointers to get an open three-pointer to cut the lead in half with under a minute to go when supposedly the defensive lineup is in the game is just unacceptable. Um, so it was just really frustrating, uh, getting back to some of the players, Cam Reddish into the game with 14 points. He got to come in a little bit 
in garbage time and overtime, and, and he took advantage of that and had a couple buckets. But he also hit two threes during the game. The Hawks ended this with uh, 20 made three-pointers, um, shooting 37% on 54 attempts. And uh, Alan Crabb actually had a, a decent offensive game, going one of two from the three-point line, two of three overall. Um, but he was forced to start overtime with Kevin Herter having reached his minutes limit. Uh, and it was just, it was kind of disheartening to see how after the Heat went on a 5-0 run just to start overtime, you could kind of tell that the Hawks were defeated. Uh, I think it'd be understandable if, you know, Trey was really disheartened after being taken out at the end of a game when it kind of felt like he was part of the reason the Hawks had been able to get a lead. Um, His line in 41 minutes he's had 21 points ended up with nine assists four rebounds um he had four turnovers as well I thought he had a couple of bad possessions right before the end of the first half that may have the Hawks may have gone into halftime with a lead if he hadn't turned the ball over but he's still adapting to teams really hard double teaming him at the top of uh the key or, or really right at half court um, and he sometimes still makes some adventurous passes. I think there were a couple of adventurous passes by multiple members of the Hawks, but uh, overall I thought this was a game that the Hawks played well enough to win, and to end up losing the game by 14 points, it looks like the game's not competitive, which is not the case in, in this game. The Hawks ended the game with 30 assists, which is right where you want them to be, but they had 11 turnovers. Um so it was just a really, a really weird game where they got the Hawks got behind early. They were able to shoot their way back into it. Vince Carter had four threes in the first quarter and then scored zero other points the rest of the game. Um, and just to kind of have that back and forth, this is, it feels like the third or fourth time that I feel like the Hawks have been in control or felt like they've been in control and then suddenly the other team is able to get a win. Um, That's not to take anything away from what the Heat did. Certainly Jimmy Butler, uh, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn all played really good games. Bam Adebayo, I don't really know how he even had 11 assists. Um, He's really good with the ball in his hands. There were a couple times in transition where it felt like no Hawk got in his way, but he uh, makes good passes, and he also he has some turnovers as well. He ended up with four turnovers to match Trey Young, but um, his playmaking from the center position is, is really impressive. And then Kendrick Nunn just had it going. I mean, between Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn, those are the two guys who played the backcourt for the Heat. Like, them combining for 70 points is just... I mean, insane, frankly. Um, the the Heat really had Derrick Jones Jr. playing defense on Trey Young for most of the game. And Derrick Jones is a really long defender who I didn't think played particularly good defense on Trey, but he bothered him enough, and um, Trey didn't have a, his, good, his best game. There were a couple times where I thought Trey really forced up shots, um, and I thought there was a couple times where Trey was trying to get fouls instead of making offensive plays. But 
uh, Trey's going to have the ball in his hand a lot, and he, he's still figuring it out. Um, and that's what you're going to get with your star player, I think, a lot of the time. But, again, to have an opportunity to take a game from the Heat in Miami and to really let it slip away is uh, is pretty frustrating. I was impressed, or, or it did – I thought Lloyd Pierce did the right thing by saying it, it was on him for not calling that timeout with under a minute to go. But I think he's also correct in saying that the Hawks had opportunities to win the game after the Heat had made their way back into this game. So as frustrating as a loss as this is and um, as disappointing as it is to let an opportunity slip through the, their fingers, the Hawks have to get right back and be prepared to play tomorrow where they go into Chicago on a back-to-back and have to play a Chicago team that's not very good. So maybe the Hawks will be able to um, salvage a little bit of this road trip or at least come out of this road trip having gone 2-1. and one. But losing to the Heat um, in Miami is nothing to be disappointed about, but to lose in the fashion that they did is, a, is, is super frustrating, I think, and... Um, the Hawks are going to be thinking about this one a little bit. And maybe the best part of the NBA is that they have another game tomorrow and they won't have to think about it. So um, the really positives from this for the Hawks are just the play from DeAndre Hunter. He was the high scorer for the Hawks. He had a little run of his own in the fourth quarter, including a possession where he was at the top of the key and he saw both. Uh, Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn opened right under the basket, and he made a nice pass to Jabari Parker for an assist. Um, But for him to finish up with 28 points, four rebounds, three assists, no turnovers, a block, he was guarding Jimmy Butler all night. Um, That may have been why Jimmy Butler had a a bunch of assists. Jerome Jarinovich said as much um, after the game. But um, these are performances that hopefully we start getting with a little more consistency um, if you get, you know, 28 points from DeAndre and 14 points from Cam Reddish, uh, Cam was two of four from three-point land. I mean, that that's a lot from your rookies. So hopefully they'll be able to bounce back, go into Chicago and get a win before coming home um, to have a, a kind of tough weekend series here at home against the Pacers and the Lakers. But uh, really, really rough game. Again, a lot of different um, runs by both teams, but um, hopefully they can go into Chicago and get a win. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. If you have any questions, you can email me at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you leave me a review on any platform which you're catching the KettleCast on, that is a huge help to me. Go Hawks!